Welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm Mike. He's Bobby. And today we're talking about how to protect yourself from Google algorithm changes. So this is super important if you are a blogger, <laughs> if you're relying on SEO to grow your traffic, because I, you know, I, this is really Bobby more you than me. Like you, you're going to have to jump in and like explain this more thoroughly, but <laughs> I've seen in the last two years, at least three different times that Google has changed something and just everybody's panicked over the course of a weekend as their traffic dropped. Um, yeah. Cause it's usually everybody's traffic dropping and then there might be one or two lucky, you know, individuals whose traffic takes off. But yeah. like, can yeah. you, can you explain a little bit like what's going on there <laughs> for me <laughs> and for our listeners? And then we'll kind of dive into like how to protect <clears throat> yourself from it. Yeah. This is why it, it's so, it's so funny. Like the SEO thing, somebody asked me the other day, um, actually it was Maddie, one of the people that's on the team for Millennial Money Man. And she was like, do you have like an SEO Bible? Like something that you go to for like basically tips and all that kind of stuff or just like a set SEO methodology. Yeah, Larry. Yeah, He's pretty much Larry. <laughs> that's what I told her. Person. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I've got Larry who's a consultant for SEO Laptop Empires. But I mean, the reality is like there's so many different, every time one of these algorithm changes happens, which we've had a lot recently, like there's been multiple that have rolled out. Um, there was one specifically, I think it was on the 11th or 12th of November that really like, it really crushed a lot of bloggers. Like a lot of people that were doing really well. Some people have been like torpedoed completely. A lot of bloggers were like freaking out because they lost like 20, 30% of their traffic overnight. Oh, I've heard people say 40%. Yeah, it's been That's bad. Insane. It's been bad for some people, but like, you know, knock on wood, like I, I wasn't, my site wasn't affected at all for that. It's actually gone up. So it's like when everybody is, you know, everybody tries to figure out like there's an algorithm change and everybody's like, Ooh, what was it? And it, you know, is it link based or like, is it content based or is it like authority or whatever? Like it's all these different things and everybody has these different opinions, but that's kind of what happens. Like there's like this triage where everybody like freaks out. There's a couple of studies that come out, like where they'll take a couple of different sites and see what happened to their traffic. And then they'll try to like draw a loose correlation and go, this is what Google's doing. But the reality is like, nobody really knows. <laughs> like Nobody really knows what Google's doing. So this is like, this is a problem though for people that are like only reliant on Google traffic, which is, which is easy to do because the traffic that you can get tons of traffic from it. It's, it's like the Holy grail in terms of just like targeting keywords for intent and selling things. So when we have these big, big drops, everybody kind of freaks out. So that's what's, that's what happened recently. I don't know if that answered the, the main question. You were yeah. Asking. Well, and I think it leads into the next question, which is the main question. Like, so how do you protect yourself? And yeah. the reality is it, <laughs> I don't know how you can protect yourself from Google changes like with Google outside of just continuing to produce great content that helps mm -hmm. the end user that is user friendly, you know, that is a, extensive as in you know it's covering everything they right. need to know like if you just create the best content you're gonna do fine um, right. if you're trying to whereas what I've noticed is 
people that are trying to game the system, you know, mm-hmm. that are, okay, I'm going to put three more items on my list of 100 instead of, you know, to try and beat out the mm-hmm. one from it, like that kind of stuff, like the quick fixes tend to not work. So just outside of creating great content, the way you protect yourself is you don't rely, like you mentioned, you don't rely 100% on Google. Like you've got yeah. to start looking at other things. Yeah. There's really the, like two things. Like the first way to protect yourself is just like, don't do shady stuff. <laughs> like don't do black hat. Uh, some people, black hat SEO is like the shady, like, I don't know, like buying links or like paying to like hurt other people's sites and things like that. And then there's kind of like gray hat where you can kind of go in between. Like a lot of people like to push the boundaries and like they'll do mostly white hat, which is like totally legit, just great content, natural link building, all that stuff. And gray hat's kind of like somewhere in between people like to kind of push the boundaries and, and all that kind of stuff. My, my suggestion and what I've been doing with Millennial Money Man is just like straight up white hat, like just make great content, make the most detailed content you can make. Don't buy links. Like don't take shortcuts and you're probably going to see traction and you might get hit with some algorithm updates along the way, but you're not going to get destroyed. And that's what, that's what happens a lot of time when you see people just get totally annihilated. When you go and look at the links that they have, um, their backlink profiles, there's like a lot, there's a lot of uh, really like intricate schemes of like getting links to a website and stuff like that. And and those people tend to shoot up really quickly and then they, they drop and they kind of disappear after a while. So that would be my first suggestion is don't do that. Like play the long game. Google takes freaking forever. Everything takes right. forever in business. So you just have to, you know, understand that and go into it with that mindset. And the other thing is diversify, right? And like that's the thing that like for me right now, as I've been kind of building Millennial Money Man, it's you know, obviously Google traffic kind of changes the focus in twenty eighteen or twenty maybe more twenty nineteen, because I was like all Facebook ads and then I decided like to take my own advice and diversify. So now I'm doing Google and then Facebook as kind of the secondary and then Pinterest, right? Like I've been diversifying traffic streams. And if I was like, wanted to work really hard, I would do YouTube as well because that's like, there's so much traffic there, but that's kind of the, yeah, it is. (laughs) It is crazy. Like my wife, we were, we were talking about this before we started recording, like Coral has been YouTubing for less than a year and she's like doing like 30 or 40,000. Like she's trending up to like crazy amounts of views per month from, you know, just videos that she's making. It's just like, it's unbelievable. But it's, that's one of those things like you have to diversify as much as you can um, within reason. I think some people diversify and get too thin across too many platforms and then preach. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be very, you've got to be very careful. And I think we've had to, there's this like be everywhere mentality, you know, in my world. (laughs) I think it's funny. We still kind of differentiate that. Like, but like in my world, like the online business people, marketing people, um, there's this idea of being everywhere, which usually means being on every social media pr- platform. Right. And I think it's, I think it's dangerous. And we've talked about that before. You need to be focused. You need to, you know, you need to make sure that you have your main thing, but then you, you want to have a backup. You want to have another source. You don't want to be reliant on one deal. And that, and that's so many things. You don't want to be reliant on a single income source. You don't want to be reliant on a single traffic source. You don't want to be reliant on a single offer. Like you need, you need to always have, always be thinking about the next thing and protecting yourself. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons with, you know, with laptop empires, we didn't, close down our other businesses. You know, I didn't shut down the agency. You didn't shut down millennial money, man. You keep those things. That way you have multiple income streams. I think that's important. Yeah. And it's the same with traffic. You know, you want to have multiple traffic sources. And I think there's a lot of options you can do, but I think, you know, before we kind of get into that, 
I don't know if this is the right time, but it's on my mind. I think there's a difference between traffic sources and social media. (laughs) Yeah. You you know, when I'm thinking about diversifying, like how you can diversify, I'm really thinking about there's paid traffic, there's organic traffic, there's your email list. You know, those are things that are going to send people to your world, to your content. Social media can do the same thing, but I'm always a little leery of social media applications compared to things like Google and YouTube, which are search engines. They're not really, you know, like SEO and and YouTube SEO, they're search engines. I trust something like that more than I trust posting on your Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest, like all of these things, which are, and I think Pinterest is still kind of in between, but like all of those things we have seen them, them, what is the word? Like suppress traffic. Yeah. I mean, they've throttled, I mean, they've throttled their their reach. And that's the thing too. Like when I say, yeah, that's a great point because when I say I'm focusing on Facebook, I'm not focusing on my Facebook page that has like, I don't know, 40 something thousand likes. Like we have auto scheduled content just to kind of check the box, but it's not something where I'm going like, Oh, we've got to really like optimize our Facebook page engagement right now. What I'm doing is running traffic campaigns and conversion campaigns with Facebook ads. Like that's, you know, that's the the path for Facebook, I think, because at the end of the day, like social media, you can only reach so many people. I mean, I'll post something on my Facebook page and it reaches like, I don't know, uh, less than a thousand people out of those 40,000 likes, you know, and then it, like Twitter, like I, I have Twitter, but it's like, what am I really going to get from Twitter? I've never really seen like high ROI. I think it's just one of those things where you just build personal brand there. And you, you can, right. I'll say like one of my clients, Jason's in the fitness industry and he's crushing it with Twitter, but he's on Twitter a lot. He's constantly posting. He's writing a lot. Also being very, um, what is the word? Like he is, he's agitating, Right. He's Mm -hmm. on there being divisive, taking a stand on something, calling people out. Like he's, he's being that abrasive personality that works on Twitter. Like, you know, there's, there's a formula. And so he's making money off of Twitter, but at the same time, you know, I'm constantly urging them like, all right, you've got paid traffic. You you're using Twitter. I was like, you need to do something else. You need to get back into your blog. You need to get on YouTube. Like you've got to do something, man. Cause like you need an organic traffic source. So, but yeah, you just got to be careful. And it's just because there's a pattern, right? Like you can, especially if you already have an established audience, like you can cash in on a new social hot social media platform, you know, like last year, Instagram was really like the place. It was hot and you could grow really well. And now they're throttling that traffic. It's getting, it's harder to grow now. Like it's it's in just the course of the year. TikTok is like the really, the thing that's really taking off right now. And business platforms was talking to our boy Ranbeer and he was talking about, yeah, (laughs) he's real into it. And he's like, man, we're starting to see a lot of businesses pop up on there. So like, that's a, that's a hot space right now. And so you can take advantage of that momentum but it's always short-lived because the formula is the same formula Facebook had. And every single one of these platforms does it, which is yeah. give them tons of free traffic to get them hooked, right? Mm-hmm. And then once the ad platform is developed, you throttle the traffic and it becomes pay to play, okay? Right. And we've, we've seen Instagram do it now. Twitter went from the real-time you know, they finally switched from the real time. Like that was the news source, right? You saw every single tweet in real time mm. to now it's filtered. You don't see everything, 
right? Which to me, I, I will say like for me, like that, that was the great thing about Twitter, right? Was that yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't filtered. Uh, right. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed they did that, but you know, Twitter did it. We're seeing it on Pinterest, yeah. right? It's happening. It's happening with Pinterest. Pinterest is still a great place to be right now. And there's still a ton of bloggers that are doing really well with Pinterest. So that could be, I would say that's in that category with, you know, other things that we'll talk about in a second, but, but you've got to take advantage of it now <laughs> because if you wait much longer, um, it's going to be pay to play. So you need to, you need to get on that train sooner rather than later. But so you got to be careful that social media versus traffic. So let's talk about to get it back on track. Like what yeah. are ways that we can diversify that way you have other traffic sources outside of Google SEO? Yeah. So the, I'll just tell you like the most common ones, the people that I know that are like really crushing it typically have organic search traffic. And then they are doing either, either or Google ads um, or Facebook ads, like which we're doing Google ads for laptop empires. I'm probably going to add that to millennial money man next year. So they're doing paid and then they're uh, building out email lists. Like, and that's, that's the other part that we haven't kind of talked about. Um, and right. then some are doing Pinterest. Like we, like you mentioned, like where it's like focusing on Pinterest organic, but a lot of those people are starting to focus on paid Pinterest because that ad pl platform is getting a little bit better and the organic reach has seemingly dropped um, for a lot of people. So that's kind of like where, where everybody is right now. But I think those are kind of the main areas to focus on. Like for, for me, like I'm not focusing on Instagram at all. And I, you know, like that, I guess that could be like a tactical mistake, I guess, but I just don't see it as a viable, like everybody wants to get 10,000 so they can get the swipe up feature. But like how many people are actually calculating the ROI off the swipe up feature and like the amount of time they right. have to put in to get to 10,000. Like I just I can don't get the swipe. I can get the swipe feature with 100. It's called running an Instagram story on. Exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's where it comes down to. Like, I think if you were going to is like get your organic traffic source, whether it's Pinterest or what it like, get that and then start figuring out these paid traffic sources instead and then right. get them to your email list so that you can keep them forever, you know, and, Right. Potentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the other one's YouTube, which you mentioned earlier. Um, I was like, forget about it cause I don't yeah, do that, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like, you know, just like Google it's SEO based, but crazy traffic. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, sales, like, like we've, we've sold a few thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the first year with that, you know, that platform for our courses. And I mean, it's a small, it's a small channel, you know, it's still yeah. growing. So, but it's growing quickly, you know, and that's one of those things that first thousand was slow. And then in the space of less than two months, we already got almost 500 more. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's starting to pick up like, and so it's, it's a cool, it's a cool platform. But I think, I think, you know, the big takeaway here is if you're reliant on Google, then one, you need to get those people on a list because it's yeah. the only safe platform you have. Facebook, uh, YouTube, like anything that has an algorithm, social media or, or, or search engine, they can make changes and you're at their mercy. The one thing that cannot be affected in that way is email because right. it's a spreadsheet. You own it, right? Like <laughs> you legally own it. Like you own right. this list of people and you can contact them. And so even if your service provider goes away, you just go get another one. Right. And you right. send the emails or you manually email the people, you know, I mean, you have that asset that you can then sell to, you can drive into affiliate offers, you can drive into your own products. You know, there's all kinds of things you can do with it. So I think that's number one. And then paid traffic, find a paid traffic source. You know, I think that's one big mistake. Like don't look 
in, in life, don't look at somebody that's where you want to be and look at what they're doing and do that. Look at what they were doing when they were at your space or your, right. your you know, where right. you were. So don't look at us and go, they have a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, and an email list. They're running Google ads, they're running Facebook ads. You know, they're running pin promoted pins. Like don't look at all that and go, I'm going to do all those things. We're leveraging a lot of different people to do right. all of those things. You know, we have people that we pay to, to, create ads on different platforms. You know, we have people, you know, we, the podcast, the YouTube channel, you know, the blog, like create content, somebody else edits and publishes it, you know? So you don't make that mistake. Right. But you have your, your one, your Google, your blog, choose your paid traffic source, choose, you know, start learning email marketing, building your list, and then look into another secondary organic source if you have the ability to do that without yeah. it becoming overwhelming you know and that's where you would want to start looking at something like a youtube or pinterest or linkedin you know is kind of i would say it's almost in that uh social media aspect where like now's the time but it could get throttled but right now it's really good content publishing platform you can republish your articles your videos and get incredible traffic, kind of like what you would do with Pinterest. So you might want to look at one of those, but you want to have something else, right? Like when that algorithm change came through, you know, Bobby, you weren't running a ton of traffic, but you saw the initial things and you were like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to ramp up my Facebook ad spend just in mm -hmm. case. And then you were lucky your Google traffic actually increased and you were going up the ranks based on the changes, but you were able to just say, it's like a water faucet. You're like, I'm just going to turn on more traffic you know, turn right. on the Facebook ads run. Like you want to, you want to have that, right. You know, and that's always, you have all that established with millennial money, man. We're still doing that with laptop empires where it's like, okay, where's, where's the next revenue stream? Where's the next traffic source? Like we, you know, it's such a young company coming right. up on two years. It's still very, very young company. So, I mean, like there's, there's always, there's always ways you can take it. And that's the, the, the hard thing, the frustrating thing about blogging why I think a lot of people quit is that there are so many different avenues. It's like, Oh, you can do this and you can do this and you should do this. So I'm just going to lay out my blueprint. Like this is what I'm doing right now to grow the site. So, and you can follow this or not follow this. I can't guarantee that this is like the perfect plan, but I think, I think it's working pretty well. The content that's coming out on millennial money, man is geared for SEO. It's geared to solve problems. Uh, we're, you know, we're trying to rank for rank for keywords that are going to bring people into site and have, they'll convert on some kind of affiliate product or opt into a lead magnet, right? So we're trying to produce the best content possible, just like really solid content. We're not doing any like backlink schemes or anything like that. Just trying to make the best damn content we can. So that's step one, right? Do a lot of keyword research, try to compete on pretty much anything. I got, we're not even doing like, it's not like I'm saying like, oh, that keyword's too big. We can't compete on it. If, if it, if it's there and there's searches, we're going after it and we're just trying to beat all the rest of the content that's on that keyword, right? And so far that's been working because we're ranking on some, some good keywords that we might, you know, if you looked at it, you would be like, eh, maybe they shouldn't be able to compete, but we are because the content's good. So that's step one, create awesome content. And from there, we're trying to get people to lead magnets. So at the beginning of, I think this was 2019, when I know mid 2019, we totally redid the website. And when that happened, I created three new lead magnets with the money mastery guide, um, the side hustle guide and a budgeting apps and tools guide, right? So three lead magnets, high quality, good information, 
there are affiliate links and things like that in the lead magnet. So you can download them on Millennial Money Man if you want to check them out. Um, but the, the goal is get people really good content delivered via email, get them on the email list, right? Make sure the blog posts are optimized for that. So if you go to any blog post on Millennial Money Man, if it's a budgeting app, the we're showing budgeting lead magnets. If it's a side hustle uh, piece of content, we're showing side hustle uh, lead magnets, right? You're, you're giving them the next step. Like that's yeah. really what you're doing with the lead magnet is you're saying, okay, you enjoyed this content. You want to go further, right? Like here's, here's how you basically go up the chain, right? Like eventually it can lead to products and stuff like that. But first it's like, okay, cool. You found the thing that you were looking for. You got your answer. If you want to learn more about this or, you know, download this thing. Right. And it's that yeah. next level of commitment, that next level of depth of information. Yeah. So then they get on the, you know, grab the lead magnet then we're sending them email automations, right? And I don't actually have all of these built out right now. I'm still working on um, two of them. But like for the side hustle guide, we have a full-blown email automation that eventually sells the Facebook side hustle course, presents like different side, like I'm going to add more and more and more to this, but it's going to just continually promote products that are relevant to side hustles, right? So we've got them on the email list. We're selling to them on the email list. So we use the organic traffic to get them there to get them on the email list. And then, then we're going to continually sell relevant products. And then I'm going to continue to warm them up through weekly newsletter blasts, right? Like get them, you know, warmer and warmer and warmer. So that way, if we have some kind of product product we want to pitch or, you know, whatever, an affiliate product or Facebook side hustle or anything, we can just email out, we can do a launch, we can do whatever. Right. So that's the, the initial goal. Use Google to get traffic in, get them warm because that, you know, Google traffic's notoriously cold for people, they just don't take, do what it takes to warm it up. And then we're adding Facebook on top of that. So we're running traffic campaigns and conversion campaigns to offers that are likely to convert. So like Bluehost hosting, that's always converted well with my brand, uh, student loan refinance offers, um, you know, even like side hustle opportunities, um, emergency budget binders, stuff like that. Like that's the next phase where we're just testing tons and tons and tons of ads, getting them to basically convert on these like easily converting offers through Facebook ads, through cheap Facebook ads. So there's that. And that's pretty much it right now. <laughs> like that's well, the whole game plan. The, the other layer that you didn't mention is the Facebook community, right? Oh, yeah, much like, that. much like the email list. And we didn't mention this earlier, but another way you can diversify is you can create a Facebook community where you're sharing your content, creating exclusive content through live streams and posts and community engagement type stuff and building that relationship and creating those, those core fans. So, yeah. you know, you do, you have that layer too. And sure you've got your Facebook page and your Instagram and your Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But you know, like you mentioned, like you're not really pushing hard on social media. You have that presence. Some people might find you from there, but it's right. You know, it's, it's not really the thing now from there, like you mentioned, you talked about Google AdWords, you know, you're mm -hmm. doing some stuff on Pinterest you've talked to me about a YouTube channel or, or podcast or something. So like, you know, you have other things that you can add on and that you're going to add on to the millennial money man ecosystem. But right. I think the important thing for those that are listening is you're not overwhelming. You're not like doing too much with it, right? Like no. you have the blog and you're building everything else up off of the blog and adding to it, enhancing it. Don't you guys like you see where he just lost and was like, yep, that's it. Like, that's okay. Like, that's where you want to be because you don't want to overextend yourself. And, and I think it's interesting too, like you last year had a renewed focus on the blog from an SEO standpoint. 
So yeah. like you've really kind of and new lead magnets, new website, new SEO focus, new Facebook ad focus, uh, different sponsored post and affiliate strategy. You've really rebuilt your blog from the ground up, yeah. not just the site, but like how you do everything. And so it's more important five years into it to go, okay, now I know a lot more. Let me restructure this thing and focus on the things that matter instead of all the other little things and make it real tight and real effective, you know, instead of just constantly expanding, you know? Um, yeah. So I yeah. think that's a really important lesson just in what you've done and maybe not everybody on the podcast sees that, but I've had a front row. You, yeah. You've seen it. Well, it was just one of those things like, and, and I just want to point out everything that I mentioned and then up to the point where I was like, okay, that's it. Like that's all the stuff that you can do by yourself. Once it gets into like, like everything I laid out of making great content and making lead magnets and making email automations and running Facebook ads, that one person can do all of that. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of effort, but you can do all of that. You don't have to start leveraging team for that. Now I do because I have a team, but I, I know that I could do all of that by myself. Once you start getting into like Pinterest and Google ads and this and this, then it's like, then you need a team of people to do that, whether it's a VA or assistants or whatever, like just, you know, that's when it gets to the point where it's not just you anymore. So I would just focus right. on the things like if I was mapping out a blueprint for people that are like solo bloggers, I would do that. Google, uh, lead magnets, automations, Facebook ads on top of it. And like just well, and even, even if not Facebook ads, it's, it's blog, lead magnets, email, and one thing. One paid thing, right? It can be Pinterest. Yeah, it well, be it doesn't even have to be paid. Like, even, right, we know a lot of people that have done organic Pinterest for themselves right? Alex, we've had him, we've had him on the show. You know, they've got an incredible site over at create and go. Um, and Pinterest is their big thing. They have SEO, they have the blog, all that, but they've got Pinterest. Now they've also done YouTube and some other stuff, but like Pinterest was really big for them. So to me, it's like you're blogging, grow your list, create your lead magnets. You can do the email lead magnet and blog stuff and then pick a thing. For you, it was Facebook ads. For somebody else, it might be Pinterest. For somebody else, it might be LinkedIn, you know, but like you pick your one thing, you know, and that's for LE, like put podcast instead of the blog, <laughs> right? Like, and like, yeah, I would yeah. we'll say for you, for you, it's the blog. For me, it's YouTube. And then podcast is our other thing, right? But then everything else, you know, we're leveraging people. We have someone helping with Pinterest. We have someone helping with Google ads. And I think that's, you reach that point that you mentioned, you do this stuff on your, on your own. And then at that point, hopefully you're doing well enough that you can afford to bring other people in because it's higher leverage, higher ROI. If you can have somebody else come in and do it for you. So instead of, if you did like you and you're running the blog email and you're doing Facebook ads on your own, if you can get somebody to profitably do Pinterest for you or profitably do Google ads for you, that's a higher value, a higher ROI for you because you're going to run out right. of time. Right. And, and so uh, that's when you start bringing in the pieces and start building that team or leveraging contractors, you know, whatever it may be. Right. Well, I think the reason I like the reason I went paid, find a new paid thing after you do that other thing, you know, after you do that, that kind of core that I talked about, I do think that paid should be the next thing instead of another organic thing because every person that I know that's making $50,000, $100,000, $250,000 a month, they're all doing paid. Like they all For ripped sure. off that Band-Aid and started doing paid way sooner. And it's something I wish, like I started doing paid traffic early, but like if I was going back and doing it, like I see so many bloggers that struggle with this where they, they make great content, they've got good emails, but they're scared of paid. And I think that it holds people back. Like you're going to spend money on paid traffic 
and not immediately see an ROI all the time. Like I was going to say, and not make it back. You have to be willing <laughs> to look at it as an investment. But it's, yeah, but you got to rip that bandaid off. And I think the mm -hmm. sooner that, that people would rip the bandaid off and go like, okay, I'm going to try something. And, you know, you can do as much research as you want. You can take any course and we have the Facebook ads for bloggers course. Like it's going to point you in the right direction and give you like the tools that you need to do what you need to do. But there's still going to be some time you're experimenting. And it's like we've talked right. about, like you need to have some kind of a marketing budget for your blog when you get when, to that point. Uh, to further prove that point, when somebody comes to work with me at the agency, I'm letting them know we're going to get them an ROI as fast as possible. And depending on what their offer is, some things can get an ROI faster than others. But I let them know at least the first month you are going to be spending money to gather data. You're, you're yeah. buying information. You're buying the ability to know what doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's or to, and that, that's really what you're doing. And it's the same thing. Like we, we brought somebody on and they told us like 45 to 60 days before it's profitable. Remember yeah. like, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's just, that is how it is. So I, I do agree. I do agree. I like my preference would be, to do a paid thing as well. Like, cause yeah. you already have your organic. And so it makes more sense to do the paid. Plus the reason that I prefer it personally, I, cause I love your point about like the people that are going big, they've figured out paid and they ripped off that bandaid. But I think yeah. the other reason is that paid is largely passive once you figure it out. Yeah. So if you can get ads that are crushing, you can just let them run in the background. So for me, if it's like you built up this organic source and then you experiment with paid, until you get it working, then if you want to look at another organic source, great, you can go do that because the paid, you just turn it off and on and you might make tweaks, but like once it's rolling, you don't usually have to touch it for a while. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I see so many of my blogging friends and some of them do really, really well, but like they were like everything they're doing relies on organic and I, it scares me for them because I'm like, okay, what are you going to do when an algorithm change hits and you know, the reach is throttled on Pinterest or whatever? Like, what are you going to do? You, you don't have any control. And then you're going to be floundering trying to figure out like, Oh, how do I get people on my email list? How do I pay for traffic? How do I like, how do I do all this stuff? And you're going to be kind of like operating your business from a place of panic instead of getting out there in front of it and figuring out paid traffic funnels. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I just, I think it gives you more control over your destiny uh, and it's a business thing too. Like a lot of people don't treat this stuff as, as a business. Like they don't treat the blog as a business and they're scared to spend money on it, which right. makes no sense to me. Cause like, if you're going to start a restaurant, you're going to go and take out a $250,000 loan or $500,000 loan to start right. the restaurant. A blog costs like $65 to start. And people are scared of like spending like a hundred dollars a month on Facebook ads or right. you know Google ads or whatever. Like you got to treat it like a business if you want it to be a business. So I don't know, for sure. Rant. For sure. Well, last thing I want to point out is you're talking about if you're relying on all the organic, what happens when, you know, the, you're, they throttle the traffic, you know? Yeah. And I think I always think of like, okay, when we create a piece of content, right? Like, or, or sales page or anything like we do, like when I'm reading something, I go, okay, what is the next question the person's going to ask? If you make a statement like that, what is their rebuttal going to be? Yeah, but what about this, right? Like, because that's how people think. And yeah. so when you're saying that, what it makes me think is, yeah, okay, but why? what happens if the ads go up in cost? Like it gets more expensive, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. that happens. And so I think the difference is with paid is that costs will go up. But mm -hmm. if you're doing it and it's working profitably, you're able to grow with it because it's steady. It's not like overnight, 
yeah costs double it is yeah. it is it goes up a dollar here and there <laughs> yeah slight, it goes up very very slight and so you can kind of grow with it or see it coming you know and that's even like you know one of my clients i remember last year we saw facebook ad costs were going up and he was like i'm doubling down and he literally doubled his budget he had a monster year this year, even yeah. with it going up. And so he's now where he's got, by doing that, he's increased his income enough through paid traffic that he can handle the higher costs, right? right? He can hand paying more. So you, you have a little bit more flexibility because the changes aren't so sudden and you can react to them. You can grow with them or you can get ahead of them yeah. by spending more. You can't get ahead of a Google change by saying, all right, I'm going to turn this knob and I'm going to get more Google traffic before the algorithm change hits. <laughs> right, you yeah. can do that with Facebook. It's called opening up your wallet and taking a chance, right? right so yeah. I just, you know, that was something that was going through my head as you were saying that. But anyway, that's all I got because we're, we're now, this is a pretty long episode. I think this was <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Um, no, yeah, I got, yeah. Any final thoughts? I don't, yeah. I mean, to me, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many thoughts. There's so many, so many different ways you can take all this stuff. I just, you know, pick a strategy and do the best you can with it, you know, and don't do shady stuff. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm big on that. Like if you want to predict, like going back to the, the point of this episode, if you want to protect yourself against Google changes, like just make great content, you know, and, and then diversify and, and set a marketing budget for yourself and start spending some money on some kind of paid traffic. I don't care what it is, but do, even if it's and 50 you bucks can start for a dollar per day on Facebook with traffic campaigns, a dollar per day. You can afford yeah. 30 bucks a month. Yeah. Like right. I'm running a ton of tests right now. And like, I've already got some stuff that's going at 11 cents without even like 11 cents a click without even optimizing further, like just throwing it out there and testing. Like there's, man, yeah, you need a marketing budget. You're going to be a blogger. <laughs> and next episode, we're going to talk about why you need a marketing budget. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. We haven't decided. <laughs> maybe. Yet. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. We out.